Hello and welcome to another episode of the Introverted Loudmouth Podcast. I'm Dr. E. Michelle Mickens, your leadership doctor and host. This podcast answers questions and addresses concerns that matter to leaders nationally and around the globe. It's here where I will discuss topics and issues that encourage out-of-the-box thinking, challenge mindsets, and empower you with a fresh approach to solving a persistent problem. Often I will have subject matter experts, authors, and speakers share insights on how they have successfully overcome their obstacles and show you how to do the same. The Introverted Loudmouth Podcast is designed to excel, educate, empower, and expand you. It's all about the B4 Real experience. Now, real is an acronym and it stands for Reliable, Ethical, Authentic Learner. Our motto is this, real leaders, real producers, and real results. So I'm happy about this. Happy, how about I'm excited about this particular episode. And I, I believe it has to do with the fact that it's almost International Women's Day. As a matter of fact, uh, by the time I upload this episode, it will be International Women's Day. And this month is Women's History Month. So this is an exciting time because for 2022 anyway, the theme for Women's History Month and the International Women's Day is to break the biases. Break the bias. That is the focal point. And I want to talk about a bias that is still persistent in our workplace and it often goes overlooked and it's microaggression. So there's a couple of dynamics that's um, happening right now, if I said that correctly. There's a lot of things that's happening all at once since we started reopening up the workplace, many employers are encouraging their teams to come back to the office, right? They've had the opportunity to work remotely. Uh, Many, however, have decided to have a more flexible uh, opportunity for their teams. They want to provide them a hybrid uh, situation and that's been working out relatively well. But when it comes to women in the workplace, you know, depending on where you get your information, there's plenty of empirical data that says, and research that says that women, although they've made some significant strides in terms of being placed in senior leadership roles, I believe since 2015, the increase has been about 10%. However, when the pandemic hit, when 2020 came around, about this time, two years ago, many women dropped out of key leadership roles. Many of them had to. They felt that they needed to take care of their families, right? And so in, in light of that, the footing, their, their positioning slipped and the gaps have widened. So that's one issue, a very key issue. 
But as it pertains to microaggression, many women who had the flexibility, the opportunity to work from home, they were able to breathe better. A lot of the stress, a lot of the strain subsided. So they weren't forced to deal with their aggressors in the workplace, especially as it pertains to African-American women. Because of all the ethnic groups, African-American women, in particular black women, have suffered the most when it comes to microaggression. And so this is not going to be a very long podcast, but I have a question. You know, again, the theme for the Women's Day or Women's International Day is break the bias. How do you, first of all, acknowledge biases in your organization? And if you are a truly diverse organization, how do you address microaggression? Because the scenario is this, there are many women who are torn. If they're feeling forced to go back into the workplace, many may not. Many will opt out of that option. But what will that do to your overall goals and growth opportunities for your organization? How flexible can you, as the leader, how flexible can you be? What are you able to do to accommodate the women in particular who are struggling? Are you aware? How in tune are you? Women, I applaud the growth and the success that you've been able to achieve in the workplace. It doesn't go unnoticed as much yeah I had to hesitate on that Um, many organizations are taking note of the gains and they're giving credit where credit is due and they are thriving because they're embracing the significant roles that women bring to the table but the issue concerning microaggression is very real and it's very very strong It causes great mental anguish. And so you can only imagine if you have someone that's part of your team and you want them to come back to work, but they're struggling with that decision, not because they were so comfortable working from home, but they felt safe working from home. Still very productive still able to participate what can be done to keep and value a show demonstrate that value to your employees that are battling this whole should I or should I not come back what would they come back to what would be different so I offer a couple of suggestions one is Going back to the questions that I asked before, how ready are you to help and support women 
especially African-American women in your organization that are struggling? Are you aware of the struggle? Are you aware that many face microaggressions before allowing or encouraging everyone to come back and you're offering incentives and all of that may be well and good, but what is it about the culture that's going to be healthier and more inviting and engaging and offer that psychological safety that is needed for your key people to come back to work? Many organizations are in this quandary right now as they are luring, finding incentives to bring their people back. They have to pay attention to where certain team members are, especially our women. It's not your responsibility to make sure that they have health care, I'm sorry, child care. Uh, but do you offer some type of plan that will address that. Child care is a key issue. What can you do to allow them to continue to work from home? Because we know that there is also this thing called proximity bias. And out of sight, out of mind, many women will risk being overlooked for promotions because you're not able, as the leader, you're not able to see how well they are working. You're not able to see other than perhaps their productivity did not diminish, but you can't observe how they are in the workplace. And it's easy to overlook key people who are working remotely or who are, take, you know, the people who are taking advantage of the hybrid opportunities that are available. So my my question for you is to, or my encouraging word for you is to re-examine your workplace culture. If you find that there is some pushback or some hesitancy for certain employees to come back, get to the core of it. Address these issues now because even should they leave, even if that happens, it will not heal or improve the workplace culture. An issue is there. Who are the aggressors? You know, African-American women are still being tormented and they keep it inside, but tormented about their hair, tormented about their language, certain things that they say, foods that they eat, they're, they're, they're still being tormented. Those microaggressions come out strongly, no matter how subtle or how innocent other staff may feel that they're being. They're asking these questions and not thinking about how is impacting the other person. So this is not a very long podcast. This is a time to think through the process type of podcast. This is the this is the time where you want to re-examine the organizational fit, 
your organizational structures, your strategies, and more importantly, the culture. What is in place to help ease your teams back into the workplace? What happens if you allow certain members to continue to work remotely or perhaps even maintaining a hybrid schedule? How flexible can you be and continue to produce and perform at a high level? How are you protecting and offering engagement with safety for your teams? These are critical questions because we are facing crossroads right now. And you don't want to lose key people because you're so concerned about going back to the way things were because that's not an option. You want to continue to grow. You want to continue to move forward. You want to pay attention to the needs of your employees, all of them. So have the hard conversations. Talk to your managers and other team leaders. Get to the core of what the issues are. Would one of those issues be microaggression? And how do you nip that so that it doesn't kill your organization? I'm Dr. E. Michelle Mickens. I will leave information in the description about Live for Change. Live for Change is a global strategic leadership development consultancy. I provide coaching as well as consulting opportunities for leaders who are struggling or challenged to fill gaps and to hold on to their teams. I offer various training opportunities. I look forward to working with you if this is something that you're interested in. Again, that information will be in the description bar. And also, I'm excited to be one of the speakers for the International Women's Day tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the 8th. So I will leave that information as well. Until next time, you take care. Be blessed, be safe, and be for real. God bless you.